I'm Arya Schwartz. And I'm Rachel Galligan. And welcome to the Windsider Show, where it's all about the W. Happy New Year. 2023 is set to be full of some great WNBA moments, but for now, let's catch up on a few of the happenings and discuss free agency. our show please consider joining our patreon community patreon.com backslash windsider for less than a cup of coffee a month you can directly show support for the hard work we do covering the w and your support is necessary for windsider continue doing what it does don't forget to see our amazing staff's written content over at windsider.com that's windsider.com if you're looking to get tickets for the upcoming WNBA season look no further thanks to our sponsor tickpick you don't have to worry about the fees and all those buggy other websites. Just go to tickpick.com backslash windsider. That's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K.com backslash windsider for all your upcoming ticket needs. Welcome back to the Windsider Show. It is 2023, first episode of the new year. Rachel, how you feeling? And how did you ring in the new year? Uh, did you ever get out of that airport? <laughs> I did. I made it back to Denver. Uh, got really invested in the entire Southwest fiasco. I got really lucky. I was really lucky compared to some other people who, you know, were stuck and having to drive across the country. Um, so really, I have nothing to complain about. I, I was very fortunate to get back on a different airline and find my bag. Um, but no, I, I didn't do much for New Year's. We went to dinner and, you know, just had a couple drinks and yeah, pretty much was in bed. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I was about to say, you, you definitely. Uh, uh, what did we do? Well, actually, uh, we visited. Uh, my wife has some friends up in Banner Elk, North Carolina. Uh, it's like a ski lodge town, whatever. Um, and we were with some friends there. It was really cool because they have an insane fireworks show. And I've never been that close to fireworks to the point where I went inside because a couple of the fireworks were going stray and I was just like, I'm not losing an eye or a body. I'm stepping inside uh, for that. Yeah. Didn't want to get hit by fireworks. All right. We got, there's some moves that have happened. Um, there's some news that has happened since we were last on the air, since the new year has struck, let's just run down it. Um, and Rachel, if at any point uh, I forget somebody on said team that we're discussing, please, uh, you know, chime in, shut me up. Obviously, we have to start off with the biggest move of the offseason, and there's definitely no bias in this at all. Uh, congratulations to Eli Horowitz, former <laughs> Winsider team member. Got to give him the shout out. I mean, big props to the guy. Um, it's not his basketball life did not begin with Winsider, far from it. Um, but just feel special, feel uh, happy for him and his family that uh, I know it's been a, a long dream and goal of his to move to that side um, of basket of the team. I don't know what the proper wording, whatever it would be, but congrats to him. Yeah. Hey, snaps for Eli uh, is the assistant GM. They also got a new GM. Um, and Rachel, can you run down some of the coaches that joined this team? 
join Kurt Miller's staff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, we start with Kurt Miller. Um, we'll just, I guess, maybe we'll just recap everything that's happened since clearly right. we're here for, <laughs> for free agency. I mean, everyone is obviously probably pretty much aware of all the head coaching changes, but started with Kurt Miller. That was a huge change. Kurt coming over from Connecticut. Um, his announced his assistant Chris Cochlane's Steve Smith have joined him. Chris has been with him the last few years over um, in Connecticut. So long, long-term uh, working dynamic there. And then Steve, Steve Smith and Kurt worked together in LA. They were both assistants in 2015 and then actually worked with Kurt as an assistant in Connecticut. So you have kind of that, that coaching tree that's continuing on. Um, Nola Henry has come as well. She has been with Connecticut the last, I believe, two or three years as player development. Um, so she'll be player development for the Sparks as well. Um, and I think, you know, another another big change here is long-term assistant Brandy Poole is not joining Kurt in L.A. She has actually been hired on with the Dallas Wings uh, with LT there on her staff. That's the lone um, assistant that they have announced so far. So, um, yeah, a lot of big changes over there in, uh, in LA, obviously. And then you announce, um, I forget what, what's the title, um, GM, but also director uh, that they announced it yesterday. For- yes. Chief administrative officer and general manager, Karen yeah. Bryant. Yeah. Um, she's got a, she's been a exec role for over 25 years. She was with Seattle storm for a while. Uh, at the age of 30, she was named, that was a few years back. Um, not trying to throw any <laughs> shit. I realize I just shouldn't have said anything there. Um, at the age of 30, uh, she was appointed to an ABL team as a GM back in the day. Yeah. Um, so that's just like a cool thing. She's been around, uh, sports business, um, on both sides of it. And she knows really how to put together winners. Um, Seattle, and, and, and yes, yeah, the- won two championships, I believe, um, while she was kind of overseeing all their operations. So now I will say, you know, me. They, the, I'm not going to be all positive, right? Like, oh my God. no, no, well, no, no. Cause here's the thing. We can't just sit here and talk about every move and it's perfect and it's blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. Now we can talk about the fact that, you know, she hasn't been a GM in a while in the W she knows how, from my understanding, from the people I've spoken to, she is great leader. She knows how to put together teams that are successful. So that's a good thing, but there's still going to be that question mark. Right. And that's not a bad thing when someone gets hired to a GM role, when someone gets hired to a new position um, that they haven't held before, you know, and oh, or held before in recent years, then you start to you ask questions, not saying I'm hating. I'm just posing questions. <laughs> um, but uh, let's talk about some other people. Stephanie White took over that position in Connecticut um, and Darius Taylor, who was the interim head coach in Atlanta two years ago. And then last year, the assistant GM in Atlanta takes over as the GM, uh, Bree January uh, also, and Abby Olajuwon also joined the team at both of them as uh, coaches. And, and then Tuck, yeah. assistant GM. Oh, yes. And Morgan Tuck, assistant GM. Um, I like the use of assistant GM these days. I feel like often it hasn't been used, but of recent, it's been more of a obvious like, hey, this person's getting set up for success. And like this person's kind of like an up and coming, you know, keep your eyes on them. Let's give them that role versus where in the past, I feel like it's kind of been a little bit more uh, hush hush on that front um, in Minnesota, my uh, my hometown where where I'm from. <laughs> um, <laughs> we had Cheryl Reeve, who if anybody uh, has been 
following the show and or her show, I think you kind of read the writing on the wall, right? That she was going to step down as GM, which in my opinion, at least was a positive thing, right? You have one of the best coaches in the world. You don't want their brain to be focused on these other things. Um, you want them to be more focused on being a coach. Um, so I think that to me, that's just, you know, a no brainer. Um, and also like you look at when they've had the best of success, it wasn't with Reva's as GM, uh, Claire Dwellis took over. Um, you know, she's been with the team since I want to say like 2014, she's been around, she's a name that it came pretty clear that the links were going like setting her up for success. I believe she used to be the assistant GM. Um, and it's, you know, look, positive role, negative side of it. Cause I'm not going to be all positive is, you know, what experience does she have as a GM? And I think my biggest thing for when it comes to, and, and this is much more of a philosophical thing. And then Rachel, I'm going to shut up and you're going to talk a little <laughs> bit about Indiana. Um, <laughs> but like philosophically, um, it's just an interesting thing for me because there's many aspects to the GM role, right? Like it's not just your ability to scout talent. Um, it's about not only scouting good talent, but finding a talent that fits into the puzzle that is your team to make yourself the best puzzle possible. But then also learning how to deal with the contracts contract negotiations, and then communications with other team GMs for trades um, and so on and so forth. And then that's not even talking about the waiver wire and so on. So like there, the GM is not a small role. And now obviously when you have a, a dual role of head coach and GM, I think you have these assistant GMs who take on a little bit more and maybe uh, learn a bit, a little bit more. So it's easier to take on that full-time role. Like I can't tell you how big of a difference it's going to be for the links now that Reeve isn't titled GM and somebody else. Like, I don't know. Right. None of us really know that. Um, but yeah, it's just uh, think about GMs. It's a lot harder of a job than you think it is. Rachel, Indiana added some people to their coaching. Yeah. Staff. Indiana fever. Um, Christy sides was named head coach <clears throat> a few months back. Love that hire. Uh, it was announced, I believe today that she's hired um, Karima Christmas Kelly and Jesse Miller, um, I think, uh, you know, really good to see the former player route continuing to be utilized. And and I know Jesse Miller, I believe, worked with sides as an assistant under Pokey staff. So she's um, kind of entering back into the WNBA as an assistant. She's, she's been, I think, a couple different stops, uh, most recently been coaching over in Germany on the men's side. Don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure. So um, definitely some moves being made in Indiana as well. That's awesome. And then um, I think we, we kind of ran over all of that or whatever, but um, Atlanta, LA, and Dallas still have some coaching positions and Minnesota still has one opening coaching position. Um, a lot of those spots are likely to be filled by former players because, um, well, if you don't know, a few years ago, or maybe it was only a year ago, the WNBA changed a rule that you could have um, an additional coach. And if it is a former player, uh, you get an additional coach on the bench, and there's just tons of advantages to it. It's trying to incentivize uh, bringing former players back into the fold. Rachel, let's talk about free agency. Um, I'll real quickly just say like a general thing that I thought was an interesting aspect, and then we'll kind of just dive into it of, you know, when I think, and I said this before we got on air, but like when you look at a, a sports league and the W, which is a smaller league in the sense of there's only 12 teams, when one team like the Aces, who just won a championship, has that core locked in for multiple years after this, 
and for this coming year, I think what you see is a lot of teams kind of shift the way that they build their team because now there is a top dog and you know that top dog is going to have honestly like these young superstars right like Chelsea Gray is the oldest of them um these young superstars who are either in their prime or about to be in their prime or are still growing whatever you want to say so I think we're going to see a lot of teams kind of shift their focus in free agency to saying okay we know if you know if we're going to win a ring it means we have to be able to compete with the likes of the Las Vegas Aces. So we're going to see teams approach free agency differently, kind of trying to build their roster out so that they can beat the Aces, um, which I think is only going to, and players have that mentally also, right? Um, And I think that's going to impact what we're going to see in free agency. And that's just another element of why it's going to be such a wild free agency. Rachel, where's your head at? (laughs) My head (laughs) is just trying to, I'm honestly at the point, I know everyone's like, oh, it's breaking news time. And yes, it is. I, I'm still trying to wrap my mind around the different, um, you know, just, just free agents, um, what teams feel like they could need, what this could potentially look like. I mean, you know, at that, at this point, conversations are, are, are going and there's a lot that's happening behind the scenes. I honestly, at this point, don't know much of anything, to be honest. Well, I don't think anyone really knows. You, you have the GMs and the coaches who know, like, in a, in a perfect world, what they want and maybe some backup plans and whatnot, but even they don't know, right? Like, yeah, you know, I think, I think you got to look at just kind of, um, from a, from a fan perspective, from, from our perspective, you got to look at just what are those big, um, free agent names? Obviously we start with Brianna Stewart. What happens there? You know, does Seattle have a really solid pitch to retain her there? In my opinion, the only way that happens is if they're able to secure another free agent, Courtney Vandersloot. Um, I I mean, I would would be shocked, you know, if if Stewart is not at least entertaining that if they're able to secure Vandersloot. So I think you start with those two. What happens in Seattle? Where do those two end up going? Does Stewie end up making a big time move and, and, and ending up, you know, in a place like New York? Obviously, we've talked about that at length for a year, and that's mm-hmm. going to be in obviously the forefront of everyone's minds. I think Brianna Jones in Connecticut, um, I'm, in my opinion, if, I, if I'm the son, I'm throwing the kitchen sink at it, doing whatever I can to open up enough cap space to try and retain her. But clearly, she's going to be sought after by, you know, a, a lot of different places um, she's going to. Can I just say real quick? I know that we're running down names. I just want to say, like, when you look at L.A. and Chicago, two teams that specifically Chicago, I don't think many people understand how different they can look like Candace Parker, Vandersloot, Emma, Azrae yeah. and Quigley, all unrestricted free agents have complete freedom to do whatever they want. L.A., like we've talked about this on episodes before, has what Kennedy, Katie Lou, and then a bunch of rookies. Yeah. I mean, like you ha- yeah. even 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 I throw a wrench in there, a random one like Connecticut. You know, there are some places that, you know, you just kind of look at and you wonder, man, what is the dynamic of this team? What is this roster going to end up looking like, you know, here in the next two months? Um, well, because and, and this is a perfect segue to restricted free agents, Rachel. <laughs> I mean, Natisha Heideman, right? Marina and Tierra. Mm-hmm. Are, are all players that I think now Vivian's okay. You're going to get some looks. Gabby Williams, you know, with the overseas prioritization um, of, and all that jazz, like how is that going to impact a player like Gabby Williams, who has had tremendous success overseas has not had similar success in the W. Um, and, you know, if you can't guarantee her pay and you like, 
she's just a player. Like when I think of prioritization, she is the ideal player in my mind because you're not going to see the W change rules or bend over backwards for Gabby Williams. And I don't mean that in an offensive way. I mean that in the sense of they would do it if it was Asia Wilson or Brianna Stewart, right? Or Diana Trot. Like for those players, they're very much willing to shift rules and make exceptions. You're not going to see that when you're, you know, a middle, more middle of the pack player, not one of the five superstars. But on the other hand, she's so successful overseas that you're probably assuming I'm not in contract negotiations, but that she's getting paid nicely overseas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, prioritization and all that. That's going to be a different, different podcast. We're going to have to get into that at some point. Oh, yeah. But I just think Gabby Williams is like the perfect example of that. Um, other other key restricted free agents, Bridget Carlton, I would say Sophie Cunningham is going to be an interesting one also. Um, but I mean, we can, there's so many names, Rachel, on this list. I mean, man, I mean, I would be shocked if at the end of the day, you know, she's playing in, in anything other than a Phoenix Mercury uniform. Oh, Lord, yeah. I, I hope they could, they don't botch that. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Um, Tierra McCowan. Um, I mean, in my opinion, I, I know you've got a big change in Dallas, but what she was doing last year and, and what she can bring to a, to a franchise, you've got to try to retain her. We already talked about Emma Meeseman. Tina Charles, once again, has been, you know, in the news quite a bit in terms of moves, the midseason move. Well, obviously ended up All I, Rachel, in Phoenix. Tell, and then- prom- tell me this, Rachel. Can you think of Tina Charles joining a new team and not think of that meme of – the angel of death knocking on each door and you know connecticut uh, new york dc phoenix seattle what what where's she end up going that's what i'm saying she's not going back i doubt she's going back to phoenix new york seems like a non-starter connecticut seems like a not like to me you're you're at half the league at this you know obviously all eyes on seattle and, and that's a domino effect of you know what ends up happening with stewart and you know, their point guard position, but yeah, that's an interesting one. Neka Ogumake, I know, you know, it's, it's been said she's likely to return to LA. Um, as he mag, but, but, but does LA want to have to pay her sister too? <laughs> interesting. Yeah. Interesting point. So yeah, I mean, Marina Mabry, Ezra Stevens, Diana Tarazi. Ooh, how about that one? Um, uh, yeah. I mean, now that Sue's gone, I think Tarazi's finally going to leave Phoenix. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, there's there's a lot of players. Um, Demiris Dantas, um, Izzy Harrison, Bria Hartley, where is she at, you know, yeah. physically? Um, Emma, like Tiff Mitchell, Keen Nurse, NECA. This list is, I know. you know, it's not necessarily like, like there's a lot, a lot of, a lot of big names, don't get me wrong. Um, and I, but what I think we're actually going to see that's going to shock some people just when I think about free agency is, you know, let's talk about the Dallas Wings, a new team, uh, that same roster. They have so like, right. They have Izzy Harrison as an unrestricted and then Mabry and McCowan is restricted. So I think when you look at this roster, you bring in a new coach, I would hope. Um, Cause like, let's be blunt, right. We know when it comes to the Dallas Wings, a lot of the quote unquote issues have been higher than the coach. Mm-hmm. And so, for me, I'm sitting there going, okay, are they going to let LT craft her own team out of who is on this roster currently? Is she going to have the ability to say, hey, I know Charlie Collier was a top pick. I know we've invested a lot in her. 
but she doesn't fit my vision for this team. And we need to move her for the cap space to do, or the roster spot to do blah. Like if there's going to be given that control to LT, which I, without reason, right. Question if past coaches have had that ability, that control, I would say if LT does get that control, we're going to see a lot of players on this roster be moved and, and not like shocking players. If you watch the league, but I just think that's a team that we could see do some moves to bring in, a noteworthy free agent um, or make a trade. Yeah. Well, and, and, and I mean, just to echo what you're saying, not just Dallas, but I mean, we had five franchises with coaching changes, five franchise, mm-hmm. fran- five franchises, you know, that have just undergone massive shifts in just kind of vision and direction and leadership. So, you know, you could say that about Connecticut. You could say it about LA. I mean, all eyes on that. We've been talking about LA, LA for the last last few years, just about what could this team be? Well, now you've got the builder of all builders there and, and Kurt Miller. Okay. What, what, what are these moves? What is the strategy, this free agency to at least make this, you know, a competitive enough team, a playoff team, again, a team with good chemistry, um, you know, to where, you know, you're, you're positioning yourself trending in the right direction where now it's appealing to top free agents. Not that LA is not appealing right now. I just don't know that they're where they want to be you know, exactly. And like, say the heyday, you know, about- Oh yeah, no, totally. I mean, LA is one of those teams where they're trending the right direction, but, and as of now, it's kind I think LA similar to what you were saying about Seattle and Stewie is like kind of the domino for free agency for LA. I think it like their first signing is going to be important because you're going to have to be like, it's, it's only, I don't want to say it's a house of cards because that sounds bad, but like, it's going to be a house of focusing on getting somebody who can raise eyebrows of other players, right? So that you can go, hey, we have a lot of cap space in LA and that's fine and dandy and everyone wants to play in LA because it's a big market and who doesn't want to play in LA for a variety of reasons, weather being a major one also, obviously. But like, they need to sign somebody who kind of makes everyone else go, oh, so that's what we're doing here. This is what we're building around. What else? They, who else are they going to add? And the more people you add that raise eyebrows, the more you return it to its higher status, even though they miss the playoffs, even though there's coaching change. And, you know, realistically, are they a contender right now? No. You know what I mean? No, we have a lot to look forward to, you know, here in the next coming weeks. There's going to be a lot of news, a lot of changes, a lot of teams, a lot of franchises going to look completely different. Um, but hey, that's what this time of year is about, right? So, I would imagine the next time we're on here, uh, just you and I just kind of shooting it, uh, there's going to be a lot of, lot of different things that have been, that already already moved. So, you know, clearly free agency wraps up in February, but we'll start having some information and we'll start hearing stuff out there on the, the Twitter, Twitter sphere here, I would say, in the next couple of weeks. So that time of year, guys, let's ramp it up. Yeah, and uh, make sure if you want to support Winsider in a different way other than Patreon, other than buying tickets to a game, we have affiliate links for all the major uh, places to buy your WNBA merch. So make sure to check it out. I'll put that in the show notes. Thank you as always and get excited because this free agency period is about to get crazy.